You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, 13 rand 76 to the dollar now. Certainly a, a big highlight on a day where at a headline level, we ended pretty much flat at 66,108 points on the all share. Another day that saw neither bulls nor bears gaining the ascendancy. And speaking of wild animals, when Jeff Bezos buys a lion, it comes with the whole movie studio. Wayne McCurry, portfolio manager at F&B Wealth and Investments. Uh, what's going on out there? Now, look, I mean, the market was fairly flat today, but we've seen this move out of finan- into financials, out of the resource shares for the last little while. Now, I don't know if that's the peak in the market, but when we left to see, but it's been, you know, it's been quite definitive the last couple of weeks or so. And the one leg of the, uh, the commodities uh, stool, that is Chinese demand, seems mm. to be cracking. I- 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 are you potentially calling this as the top of this, the recent commodity cycle? I think so. You know, the commodity prices, no matter which way you look at them, have reached as high as what they have ever been in the last 40 or 50 years. Whether you deflate them or just look at nominal at, at nominal prices. And, you know, the past has shown that in three years' time, the prices are down roughly about 40% of their peak. And that's without demand itself actually radically changing. You know, when prices are rising, people restock and they hoard. And then when prices start to fall, they flood the market. So you do get these very, very wild price fluctuations in underlying commodities without really material change in the, the physical you know, demand and supply cycle. So I, mm. I think we're at the top or have seen the top. The, the downside won't be nearly as severe as what you've seen in the past, simply because there's no flood of supply coming on there. Yeah. Mining companies haven't invested for five years because they almost went bankrupt five years ago. Yeah, there's been a lot of restraint. I think capital allocation and discipline uh, after they all got their fingers burnt the last time round. But there some pretty weird stories keep rolling in. Uh, there's one on Bloomberg explaining the sudden rout in Chinese pig prices. And I just want to yes. quote here. Farmers have been fattening hogs since late last year to almost double their normal weight, roughly the size of a pygmy hippo or a female polar bear. And these hogs usually weigh in at 125 kilos. The swine in China have been weighing in at more than 200 kilos, but still, we're seeing Chinese wholesale pork prices plunging more than 40% since uh, mid-January. So there's just not the demand in in the world's biggest market for consuming hog. And remember two years ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, somewhere around there, there was great concern about shortage of pork supply in China because of uh, the the actual the herd being depleted quite materially. So obviously this was the answer to it, to get extra supply into the market. They mm-hmm. flattened them up a little bit. But understand, that's a cycle. You know, when the going is good, somehow supply hits the market, you know. Yeah, and if you People also react uh, to high prices, <laughs> you know, somehow supply hits the market, and ultimately that pushes the prices down. So what's happening in pork bellies is exactly the same as what happens all the time in iron ore, copper, the whole lot. It's, it's a demand. It's 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 a cycle.
Yeah, and if you think the Chinese are not going to try and interfere, interfere to, to benefit them, well, yes. uh, I've got a flying pig to sell you. <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we look at announcements today, famous brand, uh, much um, uh, speculated upon uh, results because they've been delayed. Yes. It announced it's going to be uh, um, revealing the results next Monday. What's behind yes. this delay? I really don't know the delay, but the market liked it because it pushed the share price up quite strongly. Now, I mean, 10 years ago, maybe maybe eight years ago, this was the bluest of blue chips. It was a fantastic company. And then they did that thing that lots of South African companies have done. They're going to go overseas and fix up a failing business overseas. Hmm. And they properly got into trouble. And then, of course, the, the, the lockdown and the virus did not help them at all. But fundamentally still, this is a good, solid business with good underlying brands. Look, I know they've sold off some of Tasha's back to Tasha, back to Natasha, but yeah. it's still a very, very good business. I can't remember if they sold the whole of Tasha's back. I can't actually remember. I know they did sell I'm some. I'm also scratching my head as to whether or not they maintain a minority kind of toehold. Yeah. You know, you speak of management teams going offshore and getting burnt, and MediClinic announced today that it could net yeah. 5.6 billion by disposing of its stake in UK Spire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another great underlying business in the market uh, liking this up 5% today. Yes, yes. I mean, their, their results, earnings were down 40% but as with all health companies, medical companies reporting now, the actual pickup post the lockdowns when there was no elective surgery has actually been very, very strong. Look, I'm still very cautious on hospital companies because I think governments worldwide have got them in their sights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they, uh, they've got them in Oof. there. I mean, all of the trouble that, they, that, 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 that they've got into, into Switzerland and in the UAE is because of government saying you can't charge as much. We are going to tell you how much you are going to charge. Uh, I think it's a structural mm. problem. You know, it's very similar to smoking, quite quite frankly. Governments have got medical companies and hospitals and pharmaceuticals in their crosses. And coal companies. They, <laughs> Let's and coal add it to the list. Easy. But I mean, just on just on that one, you know, everyone talks about super cycles. There's one super cycle that started that's going to run for the next 30 years, and that is essentially anti-fossil uh, fuels. This is well established, and it's not going away. You know, in in 20 years' time, there won't even be a an internal combustion engine running on fossil fuels for sale. Maybe even in 10 years' time, it will all be electric. Wayne McCurry, Portfolio Manager at F&B Wealth and Investments. It's a nice little segue into our discussion with Roy Topol about the fundamental drivers for PGMs later on.